Welcome back to The Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. It's an exciting day for us, an exciting day for you, an exciting day for everyone. I love it when we record podcasts during the day because my energy levels are so much higher. For real. Yes. No. Well, we, about, ever, we record him late at night. Johnny's drinking, so he's got high energy. And I'm just like, can, can yeah. we hurry up and me go to sleep? <laughs> She's like, the sun has gone down. Yeah. I'm ready to hibernate. Pretty much. But here we are, guys. We are recording this. We haven't done like a just us two podcast in two weeks because we've been doing back-to-back interviews. I know. So we get to like just talk to you guys today. So it'll be fun, but I think people have enjoyed the interviews. I hope so. I haven't really like... I've gotten some feedback. Yeah. I know, Tanya, you got some good one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to hear. Yeah. Let us know what we'll you guys see. think of the podcast episodes. Join our Facebook group and let us know. For real. Uh, the Modern Real Estate Agents Network on Facebook. What? What? couple cool things. Uh, Nathan, one of our listeners uh, who really has taken this to heart. Uh, shout out to you, Nathan. Um, has just been killing it. Yeah. Freaking killing it. Uh, I have a video. Uh, text from him that I, I'm looking forward to watching. I just haven't had time oh, yet. Oh, that's fun. I know. So he took a listing that has a slaughterhouse in oh, it. Oh, that's fun. And I hope I get to see it. That'll be fun. If he can post it or get it up before Halloween, he could really play Oh my that. gosh. Yeah. I just realized, okay. It's it's the 28th. People aren't even going to hear this before Halloween. So for all my ladies out there, I just realized as we started filming, I always get mascara on my top eyelids. <laughs> And I just realized I don't think I took it off. <laughs> I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. For me, it is. Where's it supposed to go? Well, like when I put my mascara on and my eyelashes on the top get wet, I have long eyelashes. And so it like hits the top of my eyelids. So if I'm like doing my makeup, I have to like get it off after. I know you guys all really cared. To Things that I will <laughs> never, ever think about again. Okay. Very cool. Um, uh, babe, check this out. I have been, guys, I've been working after hours to, has. to come up with um, like a 60-day plan for new agents or agents that want to just like start kicking ass. You know, maybe they're in a slump and I'm very excited about it. Uh, Gio and I started piloting it today. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a, you know, it's got, it's going to be structured and like this week you do this, this week you do this, but this is like the, the planner part of it. Cool. You, you guys can't see it, but I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's something we'll somehow make available to you guys. In Absolutely. The yeah. 100%. I don't know what that will look like. Maybe we'll make a book. <laughs> I mean. Johnny's been talking about wanting to write a book. I'm like, we don't have time for that shit. It's a, right. Speaking of we don't have time for that shit, update in our life. We just started our master bathroom renovation. So we have no master bathroom currently. I have blisters all over my hands. Oh, I bet you do. No one feels oh. sorry for me. Oh, you Look did at that. not show me that. Yeah. You need to put the spray on it. God, I hate your spray. She's into this holistic wooey dewey crap, guys. I don't know if we've talked about that. It'll I don't work. No. If it's not Neosporin or Benadryl, it doesn't work. Well, I disagree, well, but that's fine. Whatever. We're two different people. We can have two different opinions. Sure, sure. Um, and I, we ordered this really cool tile that we didn't think was going to get in. I ordered it on Wednesday, and we're about to sit down and record the podcast, and this big moving truck pulls up, and we're like, what is that? And it was my tile. Do you want to tell and people so about pretty. your tile, babe? Uh, it's ginormous. Yes. A single piece of this tile is two feet. By four feet. By four feet. 
guys. They're ginormous. When we get done with this, I want to pull a whole one out so I can see what it looks like on the wall. Honey, I don't think we can lift it. It's like I can a help it's you. like a team lift. We can help you. Lily right. can help you. Lily? Yeah. Oh Jesus. Help it. Yeah. I help. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're very excited about that. Go follow me on Instagram at Lizzie Grace Phillips and I am documenting our progress. I am not, but you can follow me if you want to. All right. I don't have a lot of followers. It's like, it looks like I'm not very popular on, yeah. on the Instas. That's because I'm popular. Well, I don't believe in that bullshit. I don't uh, either, really. So. Oh, there's Mr. Tom and Bella. Oh. If you also follow me on Instagram, you'll know that Liam has a best friend who's named Mr. Tom and he's 83 years old and he walks his dog every day in front of our house. And Not Liam, just once a day, at least six times, times a day. And they, Liam goes and runs out and says hi. That's true. All right. not here, so we're going to get on with the podcast. What are we talking about today, babe? Today, we are going to talk about something very interesting. What's that? How to educate buyers about the current market. What are buyers? <laughs> what? Sorry. No, I'm just asking <laughs> dumb questions. Yeah. 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 So I I feel like we've just been doing a lot of education things. And every time I go to something, I have something really important to bring back to you guys, mm-hmm. which you're welcome for that. You don't have to go to all these conferences. But um, I took our team to a conference on Tuesday for a day that was put on by our coaches network. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. It was like dominating. I think it was called dominating the future of real estate. And a big part of it was, okay, what are we doing with our buyers and sellers right now? How do we educate them? And I really took a lot away from the buyer segment, seller segment too, but buyers specifically. And why is that important? Like why? Like we've always focused on listings. We said, screw the buyers, but what's happening? Well, I mean, twofold. You need buyers to have sellers. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's true. It takes two to tango. You can't have one without the other. So you, no matter what, we have to still be thinking mm-hmm. about them. And it's also a really good time for buyers to take advantage of this market. Bingo. I mean, yep. and I hate when the agents are always like, it's the perfect time to buy. It's the perfect time to buy. I, I do truly believe it is always the perfect time to buy. Like you can't go back in history and buy something in the past. It's true. And you can't go forward in the future and buy something in the future. And if you just hope and pray and see what the future is going to hold, I bet people six months ago would have wished they would have bought. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, or they Was could have maybe. Paralysis by analysis, right? I mean, people want to sit there and look at the market and time it right, which is never going to happen. And yeah. so nothing ever happens for them. Exactly. Yeah. So I felt like it was really important for us to talk through for you guys on like, how are we planning on educating our clients in the coming future and mm-hmm. how you guys should be also planning to educate your buyer clients. We'll talk about sellers probably next week because there's still some really good things that I took away from that. But I really wanted to start with buyers because I feel like it's the more urgent piece of this. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Take us down that road, babe. Yeah. Well, I think you can speak to this part. Um, I wrote all the show notes, so he's kind of just like going along with whatever I have to say today. And I'm also super winded because I'm feeling more pregnant. So... If I'm like breathing in your ears and like huffing and puffing, I'm not running up and down stairs. Blow I'm just your house down. Sitting here and talking. <laughs> it's hard work. So first thing we're going to talk about is uh, a set of buyers that we were working with. Love these guys. We've done a couple really transactions. Close, really with close them. friends of ours. Like really, really close mm-hmm. friends of ours. So we. So, yeah. So this is the kind of sphere client you want to hold on to. They just call us up one morning and say, "Hey, we found a house we want to buy. Uh, can you come show it to us so we can put in an offer?" And we know, we, we typically obviously would never just jump and say, let's go see a uh, a house right now, but we've walked them through multiple or purchases and selling and 
they have a very close relationship with our lender. Like they stay uh, in touch with right. her. She's constantly in communication on like what's going on in the market with them. So we're like, whatever, we'll go take you guys for a showing at any any time. And we're close enough to them that we can yeah, I mean, kind of look a, over their shoulder of what's going on financially. We know what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Like we know where they're at with their finances. Right. They're very transparent, amazing budget people. So yeah. all that to say, they hadn't really looked at anything in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been renting and having a really good Good deal. Oh my with gosh, that. they got so, a killer deal. It's like so less, they've been like yeah. happy with that, but they are having another baby, and so mm-hmm. like things like that can change situations for people, which I'll speak to probably more later. But so Johnny did the showing, and mm-hmm. then they love the house. So they're like, okay, well, let's go get our pre approval finalized. <laughs> Again, which is always step one, right? But we we were like, sure, guys, we'll go take you. Again, we know you. We know your financial situation. We know this probably is not going to be a problem for you. It was a two-minute drive for me. It was worth my time. So, yeah, let's go. Um, so, at, at the time that we're taping this, interest rates are sitting about 7.5% Yeah, right now. Seven and seven and a half. yeah. Um, so, that's a lot, especially considering it's tripled over the last 12 months. That's huge. No, like, like six to nine months. Has it been just that long? Yeah, in January, we we're still sitting at threes. God help us all. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think that you have to get into the mind of a buyer right now Mm -hmm. because did I start the video? I, you know, I don't know. I'm worried I didn't start our video. Let me just go look. And if I didn't, I'll tell jokes in the meantime. Uh, Knock, knock. Who's there? No, apparently we're not videoing. So when we decide to uh, put all these up on YouTube at once. This is just going to be a half an episode. The, it'll be so interesting, for yeah. YouTubers tuning right in, you know, you just missed the first nine minutes. Welcome to it's the great show. Podcast. We'll just put the audio at the beginning. It's fine. Um, but, sorry, this is the mind of an ADHD person, okay? Like, <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> I don't know anything about that life. There's something wrong with you. I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, okay. So, something, something really important and something a little bit more important that we weren't recording a video came up. What are you talking about? I don't know. This is what happens when I record in the middle of the day and my brain's on crack. <laughs> okay, so I will pick up where we left off. All right, interest rates are at 7.5%. And so that does change a lot as far as monthly payments, right? Okay, so, that's what I was going to say. Was it? <laughs> no. Well, it was along those. It was in <laughs> that same train of thought. That, like, okay, so buyers and sellers have a very short-term memory right now. They are all... So do re- you for everyone listening. <laughs> They're all remembering <laughs> nine, 10 months ago when they could have gotten a 3% interest rate and they see 7% and they're like, well, fuck, I'm not doing that. I could have, a, could have had a 3%, so they just don't do anything. What they don't realize is interest rates could continue to climb and it is very likely that they are going to continue to climb for a period of time. Yeah. No, if you're listening to this in real time, I believe we've already got signals that we're going to go up at least another time this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right now it's like literally happening. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where you really got to stop and be like, okay, let's look at this logically guys and not just like emotions about it. So. Well, good luck. This is an emotional sport we play. Yeah. So anyway, so this house that our clients are looking at was a $425,000 house based mm-hmm. on, they have really great credit, really great down payment money. Yep. They were looking at like a $3,200 monthly payment, which in some of y'all's markets is like, that's so cheap. Like, are you kidding me for to be able to pay for a house? But we're in a like lower income Come on area. guys, we're, we're in Georgia. Yeah, All right. I mean, it's we're not Georgia. Like low income, but like. 
our cost of living is way lower than like anywhere in the country. We're like the 50th state as far as education and things like that. So Lord I mean, have mercy. It, it is what it is. But like, I think we have the lowest gas in the country price. So like our cost of living isn't very high, but so you've got to think $3,200 out of someone's paycheck every month. That could be their whole paycheck. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's just a lot for someone to swallow when they could have, you know, six months ago had a payment probably five to $600 less just because of interest. Yep. And home prices are not decreasing as much as we think that they are, as much as we feel like they are. They are staying steady and in some markets still going up. Yeah, I mean, housing prices, they're, they're starting to waffle, right? But they haven't crashed. There is no crash. An impending crash isn't happening. Certainly hasn't happened yet. No, and, and there, I don't see any indicators even, you know, with the impending recession that we are in, some say it's coming, whatever, everybody has different beliefs, but I don't really know. Well, and, and recession is, is really kind of a weird term if you look at what the definition of it is. Like it may not even be something that you feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's just super Well, even super supposedly weird. like at the beginning of COVID, they considered that a recession. Like the very beginning of COVID, that was one of the recessions that Bill, the, the owner of Middleton Elite or co-owner of Middleton mm-hmm. Elite, our coaching network, he was talking about is like, you know, that was even considered a little bit of a recession, but we're not in, in a full blow one right now. I'm not, I just, I mean, in one of my slides, I don't even know where it is, but the uh, economy grew 2.6% in the last quarter. So like, that's not an indicator that we're technically in a recession. Bingo. Okay. So moving on um, in this particular situation where they are paying sub a thousand dollars in rent, yeah, because they have a special arrangement that works out really well in right. favor. Yeah. It, it just did not make sense for them to move. And I get that yeah. 100%. And, and that's where I think you guys were going to start running into a lot of clients or some clients where it genuinely doesn't make financial sense for them to move right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I think in this scenario, like we may reapproach these friends of ours and be like, look, we just want to give you guys all the facts right now of like, maybe don't totally discount wanting to purchase right now. Maybe let's bring your budget down a tiny bit. Right. And there are options out there. We're going to get into that. Yeah. But I mean, there are definitely options out there. So that's what we wanted to kind of there. talk through is like, okay, having had that interaction and now are you are you worried that I just touched you? I, I'm I, A little. You don't touch me very often. <laughs> so, yeah. So they like, what, you know, what could you guys potentially want to walk people through? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that the big takeaway from this show is going to be what conversations can I be having with my buyers and my sellers um, to really take control of this interest rate problem that we're having. Because everything else is very favorable for a buyer. Every single other piece of the puzzle is favorable, except for interest rates. I did see an interesting picture on Facebook where someone had listed all the pros of buying right now. I wish I would have had a screenshot of it. I thought about that this morning. It's like 10 pros of buying right now. Who posted that? One con, high interest rates. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually true. And, And I think one thing is like we... Again, I said in the beginning, like, okay, we as agents are. I was like, it's the best time to buy right now. But like, we're not trying to make up these facts. We're not trying to make up and and doctor a situation where this is like a really, really good time to buy. But like educating people on why this isn't a horrible time to buy as the media portrays it to be. And I think it's also, you know, to touch back on what what we've already said, there's no time, you will never be able to time the market perfectly, right? 
as long as the circumstances are good for you and the numbers work for you, buy the house. Yeah, it's always going to appreciate. It's always going to be your best investment. So... Um, yeah. Why is this guy, this guy's not falling. Okay. That is something you need to communicate to your buyers is bring them back to reality. Mm-hmm. Like get them to get their heads out of all the news. I don't care which news source you listen to. They are all saying the same thing right now. Okay. Well, that's because sex sells, right? Yeah. And, and that's going to get high ratings. Emotions. Yep. That's what they're looking for. They're looking to get emotions out of their viewers or readers yeah. or whatever. So one thing that I would say is you guys have got to be in good communication with your lender partners. And if something that I think was interesting, Bill brought up is like, okay, if your lender wasn't necessarily in the last crash, you may want to rethink who your preferred lender is. Well, that's interesting. And our preferred lender was not. However, her company was. And so her company has all the tools and are educating all their mortgage brokers on what are all their tools that they're providing in this new market and how to communicate that to your agent clients and buyer clients. Yeah. And it's a completely different conversation than you're used to having. Um, In my buyer's consultations, I'm like, listen, the lender thing stays in the lender lane. All right, go talk to the lender. They're going to give you an interest rate. They're going to give you a price. Let's go buy you a house. That's that. Um, it's going to be a little more complex now because we have different tools, like you're saying, and different options that can offset costs. And I think it's super smart to, like you said, stop what you're doing, call your lender and say, hey, by the way, what are you guys doing right now uh-huh. that can help my customers? Yeah. And, and call every one of your lenders because they're all going to be doing something different, I'm sure. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Is like We have several different lender partners for a reason because... Mm-hmm there are some clients that aren't right for a specific loan program or a loan officer because of various reasons, so many different reasons, but we have multiple lenders and trying to figure out what can all of them offer and us have the education behind it and say like, okay, look, you might have a credit issue. So I think that this lender would be the best suited for you or you don't have the highest credit, but you'll get approved. This is the right lender Mm -hmm. for you because I know their interest rates are going to be more competitive, whatever it is. So let's talk through just, or not, okay, obviously disclaimer, we're not mortgage lenders, so we don't take this as facts, but just we're going to touch the surface on like, okay, these are some potential options. You need to be asking your lenders, do you guys offer these things? And if they don't, find someone who does. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we are not going to be experts in this field. We're not going to pretend that we are. Uh, But I just got off the phone with our one of our preferred lenders yesterday, and she took 10 minutes to walk me through how the buy-down process works because two, I, two one by them. I was actually a three, two, one that we oh, talked they, about. They do, they do three. I forgot. Yes. Three is awesome. Yep. Um, so real quick guys, what a three, two, one buy down does um, is it is a seller paid closing cost that goes into an, an escrow, an escrow yeah. account, right? And that escrow account pays off the difference in interest so that the buyer that first year actually gets 3% off whatever their interest rate is. Let's pretend it was seven and a half percent. So that first year, they're only paying four and a half percent, where the difference, that three percent difference, is actually getting paid out of an escrow account. Uh, second year, it goes down two, right? So now we're paying five and a half percent. Third year, now we're paying six and a half percent. All the while, that that amount of money has been pre-calculated, taken out, put in this escrow account, and the reason that's important 
is because interest rates will go back down, right? And if they go back down before this three-year term yes. is up. I hope, I hope you're going to say what I think you're yeah, going to say. Yeah. That money is yours. It, okay? goes, it goes towards principal. Exactly. So it helps pay off the loan. So money. yeah. So when your clients go to refinance at that lower interest rate, they get to use that money, whatever is left, and that goes down towards their principal. It's, it's an amazing. It is brilliant. Super brilliant. The other thing that I would say um, I've heard people talk about is, you know, you can buy down your rate and that can be a lot more expensive than this option. However, you are locked in at that rate for life. So like if you think you're going to be in this house for 20 years and let's say by some crazy long shot, interest rates do not go down to a place that you could refinance or property values do go down and you cannot refinance, that could be another option for your clients is like, okay, Go ahead, let's buy down that rate by a percent, two percent, so we can have that continuous savings and make the seller pay for a big portion of that. Absolutely, get the max seller paid closing costs. If there's not as many buyers out there, there's not they don't have a choice. They're going to have to go with something. Mm-hmm. I like to keep in mind that the um, the con to buying down the interest rate is if you end up if interest rates drop and you're like, oh, I'm just going to refinance whatever you paid. To buy down that interest rate, it's gone. Yeah, that's money yeah. lost. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's you just have to weigh the pros and cons for whoever this mm-hmm. particular person is. Definitely. And as on the seller's end, and I'm going to have this conversation with um, some of my sellers, is we can offer this from the get go, right? Yeah. Just say we're doing this. Yeah. Talk to a lender. Build it in the price. Well, okay. Yeah. So you talk to your lender and say, "Listen, I need you to do this calculation for me. What is this going to cost?" my seller, if they offer a three, two, one buy down, right? And they'll say, okay, well, it's going to cost this much. Great. So now we can publicly advertise. We will offer this three, two, one buy down up to whatever that number was, right? Because yeah. you don't want them on the hook for something if they go to another lender and all yeah. of a sudden it's more expensive. Exactly. For uh, this lender that we know can do this right. product. Yeah. So, I mean, that's huge. And that's more important to buyers than reducing the price. Okay. Yeah, it, it's pennies. Price reduction look really great, right? But you're only talking if you if you really knock down that price. What are you saving them? Fifty bucks a month, if even. Right, if even, yeah. No, uh, uh-uh. the interest rate is so much more money. So have that conversation with buyers and sellers too, where you're like, listen, I know that it, it looks super easy and it looks great on paper to do a price reduction or or even make a lower offer. Yeah, low ball. But no, what we need to be asking for is interest rate. That's what counts in this market. Yeah. So another thing is that we just had one of the agents on our team. He had an appraisal come back 20,000 over. Go Geo. What the contract prices were. So these clients have automatic equity in their house. Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're getting an amazing deal. And he was able, okay. So off the, off the bat from the get go, he got the seller to agree to $5,000 in closing costs, right? And then they found evidence that there could be termites and the remediation was going to cost like 780 bucks. So I said, Gio, just turn around and ask the seller for another grand. Without blinking, they agreed to they it. Agreed. So now we got six, we got lower than list price. We got 6,000 in closing costs and our appraisal came back 20 grand higher. Yeah. I mean, that guys, that's not a market we've seen for two years. Yeah. I mean, that was something I was seeing. Yeah, I was seeing two or three years Mm -hmm. ago, I could get my clients something like this. But now 
or the last, you know, last two years is no, no chance you're getting, getting anything. So when you're talking to buyers and they're, they're shaking in their boots, you need to be telling them stories like this, like guys, all right, it's times are different, right? Mm-hmm. This, this could be the time for you. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing Bill Middleton said, and I quote him, he said, all of the emotion has the market behaving like a buyer's market. Guys, if you go in and most of your markets, I know there are some that are already actually buyer's markets. But in most of your markets, then I think the national average is like three months supply of inventory. That's not even close to a balanced market, you guys, let alone a buyer's market. But the perception is everything, right? And the perception feeds into the emotion. Exactly. So yep. sellers are thinking, I'm just going to have to take all this shit for yep. to get my house sold. And buyers are thinking, I'm going to take everything they're worth. <laughs> you know what? Good and for you, working. buyers. Good I mean, for you. it is, you know, like that's why we say again, it's no bad time to take advantage of this market. Every no. market, you can always find a way to take advantage of it. Absolutely. All right, guys, even when prices were through the nose a couple months ago, you know, you had the interest rates that were working in your favor. Yeah. It's, there's always an angle. You just have to find it and, and that's your job. <laughs> I saw like, I, I saw a meme that was like talking about how, you know, sellers that or buyers that were buying 10 months ago or whatever, when they were offering 20, 30,000 over, they're like sipping their cocktails because they got a 2.5% interest Exactly, exactly. I'm like, you know, they technically took advantage of the market and we didn't think so at the time. We thought these people are crazy, like offering so much over, it's never going to hold the value. And here we are, values are holding. They're they're going down. And again, like you said, the 2.5% interest rate, believe it or not, the interest rate matters more than the the price. It's going to be really interesting to see in the future if a lot of people decide to just stay where they're at because they're so scared of the interest rates. Um, people that don't have to move, just, be, you know, trade-ups. NAR, I, I just heard this yesterday, uh, the National, National Association of Realtors said they expect a uh, 20% contraction in units next year. Yep. What does that mean for you guys? I mean, not trying to put fear to you guys either, but like that means that there is going to be 20% less paychecks going around in the real estate industry that's going to take people out. Yes. Uh, I think um, the way it was positioned to me was, are you in a position where you you keep doing exactly what you're doing this year and you take a 20% haircut next year? What would that look like for you? And, And I honestly said, well, I mean, there goes our play money, but we'd be all right. Yeah. Um, but in reality, I, and I told Gio, or um, I said his name six times already. Know, he's Sorry. Popular. Sorry, Gio, this is, your, this is your episode, bro. Um, I told him last night, I'm never taking a step back, okay? I know what I can make, and I'm going to make that or more every single year, okay? I, that's my goal. I, I don't want to backslide. Yeah. So if I'm expecting a 20% decrease. What activities do I need to be increasing? That's what I'm saying. To get that. I can't keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I have to do more. I have to to proactively do more. Yep. You guys listening, proactively do more. (laughs) I'm on the like. No, I'm good side of the fence. <laughs> well, you, you're pregnant and I'm, I'm making money for you. Yeah. So you just do what you do. You are, you're carrying a lot of the load. There's, there's, we have a lot of random personal things going on that we like can't share about on here hmm. um, that are taking up a lot of my bandwidth right now. It's true. So it's true. There's some things happening. That's all right. Um, 
who is this a good market to buy in? I don't know if that's the right question or words, but like <laughs> who should be buying in this market? Words are hard. Words are really hard. <laughs> who should be buying in this market essentially? And really there's two types of buyers, first time home buyers or someone who is currently renting is going to come back into the mm-hmm. home ownership market. And then people who own a home who are going to sell to buy. That, I mean, that's it. That's really right? it. That's, so, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk specifically about people who have to sell and then buy. I mean, truly, I think this is the best time because they have been the reason all these people have said, I'm not moving, I'm not moving, I'm not moving for the last two years is where would I go? Where would I go? I, yeah, I could sell my house for high, but where would I go? Well, now we got options. Now you have a lot of options. That's right. You're you right. have so many more options than you possibly could have. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it's probably gonna take a little bit longer to sell your house. So you're gonna have a little bit more time. Time to shop. Time to shop for for something. And if the, the market is behaving like a buyer's market, you can control you can know that information and say, okay, I know that it's behaving like a buyer's market and we're not. So I still have leverage as a seller, even mm-hmm. though a lot of people don't think I do and doesn't feel like I necessarily do. And if I'm willing to buy the correct house, I could take advantage of this market like crazy and get a good deal. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, if you're looking in a competitive school district in a very competitive house and neighborhood, you may not have as much leverage. But if you're looking and you're willing to look for a house that's been sitting on the market for 60, 90 days, oh, you better believe you're going to have an advantage of the market. Whoever is selling that house has a place that they need to be. Okay, they're selling that house and they're hanging in there for 90 days for a reason. Yeah, and those those most of the time it's just that these these sellers priced it way too high. Mm-hmm. And then they're chasing the market as and they're coming they're down. And now they're just slowly chasing the market as it's it's not really going down honestly. But, <laughs> but if you if you aspirationally price your yeah. your house 30 over, then you're going to have to start knocking really it down knocking it. and knocking it down until you're at fair market. So those are what you want to educate your buyers, seller buyers on mm-hmm. is, okay, let's look for those houses because that's where I'm going to be able to get you a good deal. The new brand new listings that come on, maybe not. If they're priced well, probably not. I, but if something's I been on there it. 10 days, two weeks, let's mm-hmm. go look at it. You know, if yeah. you educate them and say, look, this is our strategy of how we're going to help you sell at the top dollar and we're not going to aspirationally price your house like mm-hmm. all of these other people are yes. doing and it's happening, then this is how you're going to win. Yeah. Um, I just took a listing last night uh, in a neighborhood where everyone's listing in the uh, mid sevens, right? But really... That's how high this listing was? Well, it, so it, it really should be mid sixes. Okay. That's where people belong. So what are you... I don't, we probably shouldn't say price on here. We'll talk to me about it later. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, these guys are like, so this is where we want to price it. And I'm like, guys, you're going to be the lowest price house in this neighborhood. And one that was in this price range just went under contract. It was on the market for like four days. That's the right price. Okay, yeah. that's where you need to be. These other people are still, they just, they haven't faced reality yet. And I'm, I'm sorry, but... We got to bring them, bring them back to reality. I didn't know that was the price range of this house that you took. <laughs> yeah, girl. And girl, you know, I actively competed against other people and it, it was a great, it was such a great feeling. This is how little we talk these days, you guys. Mm-hmm. Again, personal things are happening. Yep. We don't see each other. We don't talk. It's yep. it's a really sad life. Um, but we get to come and podcast and talk together and, I, this, and discuss all the things we don't I think have time that's to ever why talk this about. Is my, <laughs> why I have so much fun. You know, we're just, you know. When do we sit down and just we, chat like this? When I force you to. <laughs> That's true. Facts. 
Um, which I think we told you guys last week on Friday, we had a day date in the middle of the day and it was great. It was great. It was good. We had Chick-fil-A. I mean, I cried the whole time, but that's not abnormal. And I thought it was great. <laughs> Gosh, hormones, guys, the hormones in my house this, right now. This pregnancy has been. God help me. There's other people living here, but this pregnancy has been very way. I've been way more emotional. Second trimester. Hopefully third, I just go back to being like first trimester. Cause I don't, I didn't cry at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. My emotions are fine in first trimester. Second trimester, y'all, I'm all over the place. My body feels great. <laughs> my head's not. <laughs> Your head's never right, babe. That's never. That's true. I'll take that. All so right. then first time, did I already say this? First time home buyers, you know, they've, they have an advantage because they have been knocked down, drug out for the last year if they've been trying to buy something. And now there's no competition, really. Yep. If you're a first-time home buyer, again, the interest rates look scary, but houses are sitting on the market. You don't have to make an offer without seeing it. And, and all, this is something that I really, I felt like I had like this aha moment. And I don't know that I've ever heard anybody say this, but maybe I have and maybe I'm just internalized it. But like, let's say, you know, like, let's say your buyer clients have to get a seven and a half interest rate now, right now. They may not even get a buy down, two, three, one, mm-hmm. three, two, one buy down. Like they are just having a seven and a half percent interest rate. There will be days when interest rates are lower than than that. Exactly. Very, very yes. likely in the future. Will they like continuously be at the, those levels? Probably not. But let's say, let's say your clients decide not to buy right now. They're going to wait for rates to go down. When rates go down, everybody else is going to have this same mindset of let's go buy right now. And the competition goes up and then prices go back up. If they buy now and lock in this interest rate at a 7%, whatever, they're also locking in the price of that home at where we're at right now. They can go refi that rate later down the road and they're already in that house and they don't have to time the market then and and compete against everybody else. That's brilliant. They already have the house that they want. Yep. They just have to change the rate later on. Say that again for the people in the back. They already have the house that they want. They just have to change the rate later on. There you go. (laughs) I thought that was pretty brilliant. It just came to me of like. (laughs) It just came to me. I'm a genius. I was just typing my notes out and I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. It does. I'm sure it's been said to me in another form, but it just really made a lot of sense of like, that's the beauty of refinance. And, And if I had to have this conversation with someone, I would do it in a in a leading question kind of fashion, right? I wouldn't say, okay, no. this, is, this is what would happen and this is what would happen. I'd be like, so what, would, what do you think would happen in the market if interest rates all of a sudden came back down? Like what would happen? What if we did go back to a 4%, Th- then 3%? Get them to say, oh, well, then everyone's going to jump and buy houses. And then what's going to happen to the prices? Oh, they're going to start rising again. Bingo. You see where this, this cycle is. Okay. But put yourself in the shoes of someone who went ahead and bought now at a higher rate. What yep. are they going to do when prices when rates go to four percent? They're going to refi. They're going to refi, and they already have the house they want and the price that it was two years ago. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, that's a slam dunk. <laughs> so that was part of what I wanted to say inside of like, what are you guys doing for your buyer consultations right now? You need to update your stats every single month. I've just looked at the date. I was like, what's the date? It's not the first yet. On nope. the first every month, I am in our MLS looking mm-hmm. at the data figuring out what happened in the last 30 days because it not only speaks to the past, but it gives you a glimpse of like what could be coming in the future. So being sure you are staying educated for your clients is number one. And then communicating that information to them, communicate it to your buyer clients you've been working with for six months. What happened six months ago and today is very different. You need to continuously update them. 
Um, grab a chart of historical data of interest rates, pull that, put that in your buyer's consult and make sure people can see what interest rates have actually been like historically and how stupid low we still are. I think that, yeah, that's probably a good piece of collateral to make and keep on you at all times because you can say, oh, my dad remembers a time where he paid 13% for a house. But if you pull, pull out a graph and say, look, this is really historically what, what things are, right? This isn't an anecdotal story. Um, this, this is history. Yeah. It will, that visual representation, I think will be very helpful. Yeah. Um, and something that I think is important to note is like, we really may never see these interest rates that we saw at the beginning of the year and last year ever again, and just being learning to like adapt our businesses to that. I think that's just something. Yeah. We may never see 2.5 again. All right. That may have been the one time you see it. So congratulations guys. I hope you took a picture. Um, (laughs) We, we don't know. We have no idea. And, yeah. you know, again, right now, inflation is not slowing as fast as they want it to. So they're going to keep interest rates going up yeah. until they get a hold on this. Be ready for it. What are you going to say? What are you going to talk to your people about? Yeah. And then the last thing is like really work and figure out what is your buyer's pain point? What is their motivation for needing to buy right now? Because, you know, we've talked about in the past is like buyers don't ever have to technically buy. Like sellers, they will be in a position for the most part where they have to sell. Mm -hmm. Like there will be a reason that they have to sell. Job transfers, uh, family difference. Yeah. I mean, sellers have to sell. But buyers don't absolutely have to buy. They can always find somewhere to live for the most part. But trying to figure out what is it that they're trying to gain or what pain are they trying to avoid Mm -hmm. by buying? So is that living with parents, living with a bad roommate, hate living in an apartment, figure out what is that? Yep. motivation that has them wanting to buy right now and freaking continuously bring them back to that and how they are getting out of that situation and continuously just bringing them back and through the pain yep. pleasure triangle. This flies kill me. I think pain pleasure triangle. I don't know what that was. I, I don't, I, that sounds like <laughs> it a, sounded really bad. It sounds like a sex position. Right? <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, it's a quadrant, not a triangle. <laughs> Words are hard. Uh, but to touch on that, um, I do think that that really is a sign of a good agent who can find that pain point and find a way to uh, not manipulate that situation, but make sure it's always present. And it's Well, it's mostly because like buying a house is hard work and you want to mm-hmm. make sure people go back to the reason they're doing this. You're not, you're not forcing them to buy a house. You're you're showing them why they need to be moving away from that pain point. Bingo. Okay. We're honey, getting long. You are two minutes late for your well, appointment. Well, she said she's running behind, but oh, good. so it works out for me and positive and we get to just talk forever now. What, what? Um, we haven't done a question. We didn't do questions at the last two interviews, oh, but they were we long and so we just didn't yeah. have time. Um, uh, are we going to tell people the name? We haven't even discussed what happened. What happened? With my ultrasound. We haven't talked about that. Oh, oh my God. Tell them, tell them the story. Freaking ridiculous. I guess we're going to just announce this on the podcast. Like we announced that we're having a baby. Why not? Okay. So I think that we may have mentioned to you guys that we do not want to know the gender of we, the baby. We didn't want to know the gender of the baby. So that was like, we wanted to be surprised um, for a lot of reasons. And so we had our anatomy scan this past week, a week ago, mm-hmm. actually from today. 
And we were like, we don't want to know the gender. Please, like, let us know when we need to look away. We, we made it very like, abundantly clear. We were talking clear. about it this entire, the entire time. Like, it she was, understood. She understood the assignment, right? I had to go to the restroom and come back in to try and get a better picture of the baby. And as I get up on the table and she's going to put the wand back on, she <laughs> says, let's see if this gentleman or gentle lady will cooperate. Right. I mean, it, it, and it wasn't like gentleman or gentle lady. It was gentleman or gentle lady. It, yeah. She immediately knew what she did. We knew what she did. And nobody talked about it. Nope. No one brought we it just up. just kept going on. We kept pretending that we didn't know what the gender was. And she kept pretending that she didn't tell us. So then we leave the room and the door shuts and Johnny and I look. Oh, there's our, there's our other spawn. <laughs> He's fine. Our other spawn. <laughs> so, yeah. And we just look at each other and we're like, and we're like really? Well, we know now. 10 minutes of one human being knowing the gender of our child. And yeah. So surprise, it's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> um, I've had to come to terms with this in the past week and it's been good. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad because we can't return it. No, I know. <laughs> no, <too bad. laughs> no, I am more. I'm very excited now. Like at first it was hard because I did, you know, we did want a girl mm -hmm. um, to have, but one of each, but I'm like, well, it's cool. I'm queen of this house now. That's true. You Liam, will have you want to come say hi all on the of podcast? your loyal, loyal subjects. Um, so yeah, he might be in the bathroom. We're, we're having a boy. Uh, we came up with a name. Yeah. I don't think we should tell the name yet. Mm, okay. We'll tell it maybe next time. If you <laughs> guys have any, time. okay. We need middle names. Still. Uh, obviously the, the boy is not here yet, so there's no birth certificate. So if you guys think you have a better name than what we have, let us know. I, I'm open to, to hearing what people have to say. No, I'm not. But I want to know middle name. I don't have any idea about a middle name. Well, then give us middle names. Yeah, give us middle names you like. Yeah, like um, Schwab. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I just, yeah. Okay, we got to go. Okay, um, guys. We'll catch you next we week. We appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.